Not again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome podcast. Um, we're just waiting on a few of our members, so please hold for technical <laughs> difficulties. This is our first time. We'll get the hang of it. Um, yeah, this might um, take a minute or two. I hope you guys are excited to hear our first podcast. I know we're excited to be making. Oh, oh and there's and Olivia. There's- Welcome, Hello. Olivia. Hello. Can you we were hear just me? Telling the podcast. Yes, we do. We hear you perfectly. Okay, perfect. We were telling the podcast we're just having some technical difficulties. Um, oh yeah. Um yeah, it's okay though. It's our first one. We're get we're getting. Yeah. Um, I just sent the link to my computer and then put it into the search. Perfect. Box. We're just waiting on Maddie Hankey. Um, she's having some difficulties, but hopefully she'll be here soon. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. There she is. Oh, okay. We're all here. <laughs> okay. Shall we get started? Yes. Yes. See. Sure. Okay, everybody. Welcome to the Scary Story Sisters. Today we are going to be talking and discussing scary stories. So Maddie, you can start. Okay, my story is called Riding Home from the Party. 15-year-old Jacob went into the garage to retrieve his bike to ride to a Halloween party, but discovered the front tire was flat. Running late, he hopped on his sister's bicycle and pedaled towards his friend's house. He turned down the lonely side street skirting the woods that he and his friends used as a shortcut through town. He shrugged off the creepy feeling someone was watching him as he neared the darkest part of the street and spread, sped, sped through as fast as he could. He arrived at the party and stayed until 10 p.m. On the way home, he considered not using the shortcut, but he needed to study for a math test and wanted to get home as fast as possible. He started down the narrow lane when he noticed someone was in the middle of the street. It must be some kid from the party taking the shortcut home. Jacob slowed as he drew closer. The figure turned around. An ugly, twisted, gnarly face glowered at him. Jacob slammed on his brakes, intent on turning around when a heavy chain rattled through the air. He turned just as the chain slammed into his head, wrapping around his neck. Got you, the wicked voice boomed as Jacob felt himself falling to the ground. The macabre being stood over him with blood dripping from its lips. Thought you'd never come back this way, boy. Glad you decided to take the shortcut home. Jacob's sister's bicycle was found in the middle of the side street. Drag marks were determined made by the killer dragging Jacob's body off the road. The police discovered Jacob's body drained of all blood only a few feet from the street. His killer was dubbed the Halloween Vampire. To this day, no one travels down that side street, especially at night. Ooh! That was scary! I think... I think Jacob learned to not ride his bike alone anymore. Yeah, so... You know the sister... Yes. Was she killed mm-hmm. on that road? No, the sister is alive. Oh. It was Jacob that got Yeah, Jacob killed. died. Oh, okay. Because he took the shortcut. He just took his sister's bike on the shortcut. Oh. Uh, that was scary. Yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> I was like, ooh. So I guess you've learned to never take the shortcut. <laughs> I know. Always take the long way home. Yes. I, I really thought that the guy in the road was going to, like, help him. I didn't think that it was just going to be, like, a killer. <laughs> that wouldn't be really a scary story. Isn't well, true. <laughs> yes. Never take the shortcut. <laughs> I know. 
It's like never take the short way out or something. Yeah, like, never go the easy um, way out of things. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. it ends in you getting murdered and <laughs> so, yeah, out of you. that's not good. Yeah. Okay. Shall I go? Yes, yeah. you shall. Okay. So just it's gonna be cheesy. It's a kid's story, so just beware. Okay. It's called the Thirteenth Floor. The first hotel to have more than 13 floors had a huge Halloween party to celebrate its opening. Each floor was set up like a maze, decorated with cobwebs and other Halloween decorations. There were lots of people dressed up as ghosts and ghouls to frighten the partygoers. An exciting prize was hidden on the top floor, and the first person to reach the prize would win. Jack and Sophia were two of the partygoers. They worked their way easily through the mazes on the first few floors. As they headed up through the building... The hallways on the flo- each floor got darker and scarier. When they got to the 12th floor, Jack and Sophia heard a blood-curdling scream. As they made their way through the maze, they heard more screams and cries for help. Finally, in the lobby by the elevators, they saw blood dripping from the ceilings. The elevator dinged and the doors slowly opened, which was strange because every other time they used the elevators, the doors had been quick and smooth. The light in the elevator was flickering as they stepped in, and as the doors began to close, the lights went out completely. And then, screams so loud the entire building heard them began to ring out. At first, the partygoers thought it was part of the scary Halloween theme. But then, the owners of the building turned on all the lights and asked everyone to return to the lobby. But when people tried to use the elevator, it never came. The bell would ding, but the doors wouldn't open, and they were all forced to use the stairs. Down in the lobby, the building owners explained they had not played the sounds of the screams, and as they did a check of everyone who had come back, they realized Jack and Sophia had not returned. Just then, the doors to the elevator opened. It was empty except for Jack's watch, one of Sophia's shoes, and a pool of blood. Jack and Sophia were never seen again, and the building owners took away the button for the 13th floor so no one would ever disappear there again. (gasps) That was very interesting. That yeah. made me scared of the hotel. That's very fun. Wait, I have a question. You couldn't hear me, right? No. Okay, good. Um, sorry. That was really spooky. I guess I'm never going to a 13th yeah, floor. Well, I showed the story to my mom, and apparently, like, that's an actual thing. Like, most hotels don't have a 13th floor because of the speculation around it. Really? So that's kind of a fun that's fact. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Very spookier than mine because, like, we're not out on the streets that much <laughs> ourselves, but like we go to hotels and we yeah, kind of spooky. Also, I'm pretty sure there's like an episode of Jesse or like a Disney show. I just thought yes. of that, that like is really really similar to that. Yeah, the they, like, yeah they go to whatever floor and there's yeah like, the two like, little kids. Oh, Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. I remember. I, I just... remember in Jesse there was the two little girls who walked down the hallway and they're like, "Come with me." Yeah. Oh, I remember. yeah. But didn't, but didn't like the scary person end up being Bertram and Jesse? Yeah, they like Okay, when you said it was for kids, I was expecting something different for some reason. I thought there was gonna be like a plot. Yeah, they were gonna be like, "Surprise, we pranked you." Yeah, I didn't mean like kids. Kids, I just meant like it wasn't gonna be. Yeah, yeah, that scariness. Yeah, I was kind of scared. Okay, I guess I'll go. Okay, go. Okay, so my story is called Yellow Ribbon. Okay, Jane wore a yellow ribbon around her neck every day. And I mean every day, rain or shine, whether it matched her outfit or not. It annoyed her best friend Johnny after a while. He was her next door neighbor and had known Jane since she was three. 
When he was young, he had barely noticed a yellow ribbon, but now they were in high school together. It bothered him. Why do you wear that yellow ribbon around your neck, Jane? He asked her every day, but she wouldn't tell him. Still, in spite of this aggravation, Johnny thought she was cute. He asked her to the soda shop for an ice cream sundae. Then he asked her to watch him play in the football game. Then he started seeing her home. And then, and come the spring, he asked her to the dance. Jane always said yes when he asked her out, and she had always wore a yellow dress to match the ribbon around her neck. It finally occurred to Johnny that he and Jane were going steady, and he still didn't know why she wore the yellow ribbon around her neck. So he asked her about it yet again, and yet again she did not tell him. Maybe someday I'll tell you about it, she'd reply. Someday? That answer annoyed Johnny, but he shrugged it off because Jane was so cute and fun to be with. Well, time flew past, as it has a habit of doing, and one day Johnny proposed to Jane and was accepted. They planned a big wedding, and Jane hinted that she might tell him about the yellow ribbon around her neck on their wedding day. But somehow, with the preparations and his beautiful bride and the lovely reception, Johnny never got around to asking Jane about it. And when he did remember, she got a bit teary-eyed and said, We are so happy together. What difference does it make? And Johnny decided that she was right. Johnny and Jane raised a family of four with the usual ups and downs, laughters, and tears. When their golden anniversary rolled around, Johnny once again asked Jane about the yellow ribbon around her neck. It was the first time he'd brought it up since the week after their wedding. Whenever their children asked him about it, he'd always hushed them, and somehow none of the kids had dared ask their mother. Jane gave Johnny a sad look and said, Johnny, you waited this long. You can wait a while longer. And Johnny agreed. It was not until Jane was on her deathbed a year later that Johnny, seeing his last chance slip away, asked Jane one final time about the yellow ribbon she wore around her neck. She shook her head a, she shook her head a bit at his persistence and then said with a sad smile okay johnny you can go ahead and untie it with shaking hands johnny fumbled for the knot and untied the yellow ribbon around his wife's neck and jane's head fell off oh Oh my gosh (laughs) i was not that was yeah i was was expecting like it was like a track or something like someone tracked her with that like someone knew her that note i I remember like the ghosts and goblins Cause I was like looking up like scary stories and I went into this one and the first time I read it I was like oh this isn't that scary like it's kind of cute and then I read the last <laughs> sentence I was like oh, I mean okay. good thing he never tried to untie it yeah <laughs> that would have been so awkward but like when like at their wedding but, like <laughs> what happened like when she was born they were like oh her head's off like let me just tie it up with a ribbon well, it's haunted. Maybe she was like some kind of like ghost demon monster. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, I know. It was a plot twist. The entire story, I was trying to figure. I was out like, what, like, I was like, what's what gonna happen? Mean? That was good. Yeah, I was like yeah. cute at first, <laughs> and then they were like, no, that was good. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll go. You want to go? Okay. Final story. So mine's called the hook. It was dark when a teenager and his girlfriend stopped at a lonely and secluded lover's lane to spend some time alone. The car radio was broadcasting warnings about an escaped criminal called The Hook, nicknamed so because of the hook that replaced his right hand. Scared, both the boy and the girl leave the place in a rush when the car begins shaking. 
When both reach a nearby coffee shop, the girl notices a blood-covered hook hanging from the back seat window. Dun dun dun! That's it. That was very suspenseful as well. Thank you. Oh wow! Wait, so the guy that she like was dating was the was the killer? Well, what yeah. they did is like I read a little more into the story. What they do is that they leave it at like an open end so people can like interpret and think what they want to think. Oh, that's kind of. So fun. I thought that'd be I good like for us that's to like, like how talk friends about it. Ended with Joey being sick. Yeah. Try to predict if he ended up with somebody or not. But I think mm-hmm. I think it might have been the boy only because they were like alone, and then he's mm-hmm. the only one out of the um, car, and then boom. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's fun that it leaves. Yeah, that was an interesting way that the yeah. author did that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would say my favorite story was Kelsey's. Yeah, I like Kelsey's. Yeah. <laughs> Because Kelsey's was, was like boom, oh, that was it was just like it was out of nowhere. It kept you waiting and wanting to know. Yeah, it was just like yeah, I okay, like how it was like the last yeah sentence that was just yeah. like boom, and, and then, then it, it was just over. Ended with that. It was kind of like yeah. yeah, the climax was at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked that. good words, Maddie. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, well. Okay. Well, thank you guys for doing yeah. Thank you guys podcast. for listening. Yes, I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Fun yeah. Time sharing our story. Let us. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. No demons. No demons. <laughs> I hope you guys have good <laughs> costumes. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm super yes. excited to hear about it and tell us what you want to hear next. Peace out. Right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.